Hello, my beautiful queens, and welcome to Queen Creations Radio, your one-stop shop for all things fashion, mindset, body positivity, women's empowerment, and all the -the behind-the-scenes action of Queen Creations design. I am your host and the creative director of Queen Creations, Natasha Mundy. This week on Queen Creations Radio, we are covering the topic that I couldn't fit in on the last episode, and that is cultivating an environment in which to thrive and not just survive. So we are looking, this is an overarching topic, and as you can see within this podcast when you go through it, there is lots of little little topics within that that we talk about and we expand on about you know, creating your best life possible and what it is that you need to do that, you know, be to allow yourself to be your best self ever. So I obviously have a term for this and that is queen living. So let's get into it. Hello, beautiful queens. I hope everybody is well and having an amazing day today. Thank you so much for joining me. So we'll get started with the little wrap-up that is Queen Creations Design, but then also the wrap-up of things that are happening in my world. So Queen Creations Design, well, guess what? I'm finally back in the studio. I finally have time again to be cutting out fabric of the patterns that I've already done, and I'm so keen to get into creating these pieces for you guys so that you can see them, love them. I don't know, just adore them. I can't wait to wear them. Um, and just feel like one powerful fucking bitch. That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) So um, I guess in the personal world, and this links into the Queen Creation stuff, is is that I finally finished jury duty. So as you may remember from last time, I was doing jury duty. That was the most mentally exhausting thing that I have ever ever done in my life. I hope, fingers crossed, that I never have to do it again. I appreciate that we do need to do all do our part and a little bit of civil duty, but I am just glad now to use the rest of my holidays just being in creative mode and just working on my business. It is like a dream come true. So I'm so excited about that. So who remembers last time when I said that my best friend was, you know, due to give birth in like the next 24 hours? Well, guess what? She's had her baby and is a beautiful, healthy and gorgeous baby girl. Obviously, it's not my place to give too much details. That That's her business. But I'm so excited to share that she's had a baby and I am just hanging out to, you know, wait till they're all settled so I can go and have a visit and a cuddle and all those fun things. So I'm really looking forward to getting into things today. So that's our little wrap up. Let's get straight into it, eh? So today we are talking about creating the best possible environment for you to thrive in your life. So not just thrive, uh, sorry, not just survive, but to thrive, to flourish, to live your dream life, to live your best life and to just to show up as the highest version of yourself. Now, I like to refer to this as, you know, like obviously I go along with this whole, you know, queen thing. Like this is a thing that really resonates with me. So I call this queen living. And this was a topic. It was actually meant to be in the last podcast, but 
I just, you know, we hit 40 minute mark. I thought, oh my goodness, like I'm not going to fit all this stuff in. Otherwise it would just be a bit of a squeeze. So I thought maybe, just maybe it was worth its own topic. So, you know, obviously I talk a lot about things from my own personal experience. I feel that that's where I'm guided to give you guys information and you, you know, and to, you know, to talk from other people's experience, it doesn't mean it's everybody's experience. And this doesn't mean that this is the way that it has to be or anything like that. This is clearly my opinion. This is me talking from my experiences in life. And I just want to share, you know, anything with people that might just make things a little bit easier. So I here, I'm going to say something a little bit controversial, but then you'll realize where I'm going with this one. So I believe in diets. Oh, I had to leave a little bit of a pause for dramatic effect there. But it's not the type of diet that you think. So I'm not talking about, you know, low carb, high protein or keto or vegan or any type of diet. This is not what I'm referring to at all. Our lives require diet. And what I mean about that is looking at the holistic approach of all the things in life that we actually consume. Because I think sometimes what we forget is what we actually consume impacts our life and our day-to-day life. You know, I am a big believer in mindset. That is what, you know, I like to talk about. And part of that mindset, you know, is we have to look about we have to look into everything that we consume. So, you know, I think it's safe to say that, you know, if you want to have more energy and just be more healthy, that we're drinking more water. But, you know, we're also fueling our bodies with the right fuel when it comes to nutrition and making sure that we're eating the best that we possibly can so that we can be at a peak state. But it is so much more than that. And what I mean, you know, like, and I really think about it when you think about consuming. So what is it in your life that you consume, you know, and this is everything. This is, we're talking about your environment here. So, you know, and taking the time to have a hard look at your environment. Now, this goes from everything to, you know, where is it, I guess, having a look about what your goals are. And where it is that you spend your time, you know, do you spend your time working on those goals or do you spend your time maybe distracted watching Netflix or on social media? Hey, hands up. That's me, right? So, you know, these are some of the things that we consume in in regards to distractions, but then also maybe it's where we live. Does this where we live? Does it provide us joy? Does it make us happy? Does it make us you know, is is it an environment in which you can thrive? You know, it's worth asking that question. But then also who we surround ourselves with. You know, there is an old saying, you know, you become like the um you become like the the five people that you hang around the most. So you start, you know, the people that you hang around with the most are the in the inner circle, you start to reflect some of their behaviors and and things like that. So you know what? Like you want to make sure that you are surrounding yourself with people who are on your vibe or people who are going to put you where you want to be. 
right? So instead of, you know, hanging around with old negative Nancy down the road who always complains about everything, maybe that's not helping our environment and maybe that's not helping us get to where we need to be. What about the music that we listen to or the TV that we watch, you know? Um, You know, for me personally, I don't watch the news. I can't even tell you the lie. I stopped watching the news years ago because, you know, I became very well aware that the news was just trying to sway what I felt and thought to what it is they wanted me to feel and think. You know, they they project, you know, how often do you see, you know, happy endings on the news or, you know, actual, I don't know, positive stories? It's not something you see. We see a lot of negativity. We see see car accidents. We see thefts. We see burglars. We see court cases. We see all this stuff that it just puts us into a state of fear. So for me personally, that's definitely something that I – you know, try to avoid. And even it comes down to what I'm listening to, you know, like I, you know, I'm careful about what it is that I, I put in my ears and, and, and what I'm, what I'm listening to, you know, I don't, I don't want to listen to music that is depressing. I don't want to listen to the news on my, or, you know, anything like that on podcasts or anything like that. They're just not things that I want to do, but you know, this is what I'm saying about looking at things as an actual holistic approach. You know, we, we tend to go, oh, you know, I need to fix my life and, and I'll fix my diet and, and I'll go to the gym and, you know, and it kind of ends there. And we don't look at that deep look about who it is that we're surrounding ourselves with. We don't look about, you know, where the environment, are we in an environment that we can thrive in? Like, do I actually live in a house where I can thrive or in an area in which I can thrive? Like, do people in the area where I live, do they achieve the things that I want to achieve? It's just looking things, you know, like a little bit deeper like that. Am I watching things that are going to help me or am I watching things as a distraction? Am I watching things that are actually going to change my peak state or, you know, change my my mood, you know? It's just questioning things like that a little bit more and about really realizing that, you know, for you to, you know, like, like this is the one thing that I've really learned is how short life actually is. Like life is is incredibly so much shorter than what we give it credit for and, you know, we, we spend so much time doing things that we don't like, being around people that we don't like, you know, listening to things we don't like, watching things we don't like, just living this life of things that we don't like. Like that's incredible that we that we do that. You know, life is life is way, way too short to be sort of stuck on that sort of stuff. So, you know, so I said you need to look at your life and what I call your diet as a holistic approach from, you know, you know, sourcing the best you know, I'm not saying that everybody out there needs to, um, you know, go and eat organic food or should be a vegetarian or should be this or that. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that you need to provide the best quality that your budget can afford right now of food in your body. You need to make better decisions so that you are fueling your body and hydrating your body and then nourishing it from the inside out you know, from the stuff that you're actually putting in your mind as well, you know, that's such an important 
thing that we we really monitor about what it is, you know, who we surround ourselves with in our environment. Our environment is such a huge, huge impacting force on our life that we need to have a look at that stuff. You know, the other sort of thing as well, you know, this kind of leads into looking at limiting the things that drain our energy. You know, like I said this before, you know, how about life is so sure. There's things out there that, you know, just absolutely suck our souls dry and we do them anyway. You know, whether we're doing them to make other people happy or because, you know, we're in our comfort zone and it's easier to, you know, say a job, for example, it might be sucking our soul, but we're in a comfort zone of, well, we know we get paid well there or we know the job is easy rather than going outside of your comfort zones, you know, to look for a new job, to put yourself in an awkward position, to put yourself out there, you know, to meet new people and and having to start over again. You know, we, we do get a lot. I think that we get really stuck up on that. But really, I would implore all of you to really take note of things that drain your energy. And then, and that's not just things, that's people too. So look at the things. So maybe is your phone, you know, draining your energy? Is social media draining your energy? Is there a chore that just absolutely sucks your soul dry? You know, are there people that do the same? You know, this, you know, we, we hear the term of toxic people and, you know, like don't necessarily want to think that people are toxic people, but you know, maybe they're not right for you. So having a look at that and just really, you know, it's almost like taking an inventory of your own life. Like how often do we actually stop and think about this sort of stuff to take stock and to realize, okay, look, I really don't like doing this, you know. Maybe, you know, you know, and I know because sometimes it gets to a point of you don't want to offend people, you know. So sometimes it might be a family event, and you're like, you know what, this makes me really, really, really unhappy. So then we need to look at, okay, well, what is it that we can do, you know, to still, you know, make everyone happy, but importantly, making yourself happy because your happiness shouldn't be put on the back burner to everybody else either. It, it, it should be, you know, what can we do? How can we change it? to make it so that everybody wins, so that everybody's happy and it's not causing this sort of unhappiness. It's not sucking your energy, you know, because if you continue to be in your peak state, you know, that's when you're going to achieve all your goals and just be a difference in this community that we need. This is where the game changes happen. But if we're in these soul-sucking environments, you know, what is it we do? Okay, maybe you can't change jobs right now, but it doesn't mean that it stops you from looking for a job. You know, maybe you just start the search and you put the feelers out. You know, maybe you find a little side hustle that you start increasing so that you can decrease those sort of hours doing that. And again, you know, and if there's, I don't know, sometimes like, you know, the sort of like the friends and stuff like that, you know, no one's saying that you have to defriend someone or, you know, not talk to a family anymore because they're, this, you know, sucking your soul dry, as I like to say. But you know what? Fuck. Just change it up. Change the way that you interact with that person. Maybe you don't interact with that person as much as what you used to do. 
you know, and maybe, you know, you find an environment, you know, like maybe talking on the phone doesn't work for you guys, but maybe going out for a lunch where there's other people around is a little bit more distracting so that you could actually, you know, have that sort of relationship that you that you really want to have. So, you know, just we have to, and I said it before, life is too short to be doing all this stuff that makes us unhappy. Like we, we seriously, we get one chance at this, one opportunity, one chance. Yes, I'm quoting Eminem. Oh, sorry. Now Siri's going off because I'm going off on a tangent. But what I'm saying is that you get one chance at this life. So why are you even wasting one second doing something that drains your energy? Why are you wasting one second on something that doesn't bring you joy? And how can you change that? Because the power is all within all of us to make those changes. You know, it's not someone else doesn't make you happy. So this is the other thing as well. You are responsible for your own happiness. It's not up to other people to make you happy. It is up to you to make you happy. All right. You're not going to get in a relationship, you know, like, Honestly, like how ridiculous is it that we we get in relationships and we think that it's, you know, our husbands or our wives or our partners, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, we think it's their job to make us happy? Oh, hell no. It's your job to make you happy. And then you guys just get to be in the ride together, right? So this is the other thing as well, as I said. So it's soul-sucking. Don't If it drains your energy, don't be in there for one second and it is your responsibility and it's in your hands to make yourself happy. Now, you know, I am, um, as anybody might know, is that I am a bit of a Tony Robbins fan. I'm a Catherine Zinkina fan. I, you know, I love all stuff where I can sort of learn. But one of the things that a huge takeaway for me is energy flows where focus goes. All right. I'm just going to say that again. This is a Tony Robbins one. This is not my quote. This is his quote. But energy flows where focus goes. All right. So what it, and what that means is whatever you choose to focus on, because just remember what we focus on is a choice. Yes, sometimes it's subconscious and out of habit, but we can change that habit. So what we focus on is a choice. And then what we choose to focus. So, you you know, I can wake up in the morning and go, oh, it's a beautiful day today. Or I can wake up in the morning and go, "Mm, it's going to be a shit day today. But wherever my focus goes, that energy flows. So if I focus on the bad, the energy is going to flow to the bad. And it's that old saying, like, like attracts like. So if I'm going to sit there and I'm going to be in a negative mindset and think this is shit and this is shit and this is shit and then guess what? It's just going to get more shit and more shit and more shit and more shit. That's what's going to happen. But if I wake up in the morning and we'll talk about rituals in a moment anyway, but if I wake up in the morning and I go, I'm going to have a great day. I am, look at that sunshine. I am grateful for my family and I start focusing on all the things in the morning that I'm grateful for then that is going to, energy is going to flow to that and it's going to bring me more things. It's going to bring you more things that you are grateful for. This has been one of the biggest mindset things, you know, that has just helped me, you know, like I've been a huge, I've been a manic depressive most of my life and working on this mindset stuff, it changed my world. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give you advice. I'm going to tell you what worked for me and this is something that worked for me. And that saying, you know, energy flows where focus goes. So I started looking at my blessings and counting my blessings. 
And, you know, even at the end of the day, I would, I would journal like, like a gratitude journal. I go, today I am thankful for. I'm thankful for the person who smiled at me in the street. I am thankful for my son. I am thankful for, you know, the hug from my dad. I am thankful from the phone call with my mom. I am thankful for my husband's support. So once I start seeing all that stuff, then I start seeing more of that stuff and more of that stuff then comes into my life. So, you know, like for you guys, that's what I'm just saying, like, is that is that saying focus goes where energy flows and I really want you to take that with you and just look at where it is that you are focusing on and can you change that so if it's not good can you change that if it's good don't change it keep going <laughs> right but if it's not good can you change that you know what's a little thing that you can you look at you know um yesterday for example so if you are in the south australia area you would know that there were some bushfires in the cherry gardens area this bushfire at one stage was heading towards meadows which is where my dad lives and where my family home like my the family farm that brings me so much inspiration and joy is and you know obviously that was it was a little bit stressful there for a moment but later on in that day yesterday this is during jury duty as well. It just started bucketing down with rain and it was amazing. And, and anyway, we got to the end of the jury duty and we were able to leave and they're like, oh, it's raining, it's late, do you guys want to change any of your travel arrangements? We'll give you some cab charges and all that sort of stuff. And I looked outside and I saw the rain and I thought, no, I'm going to still walk to the train station. And I walked out and I walked through the rain. Now, I didn't quite dance in the rain because I was in the city and I probably would have looked like a bit of a twat, but I walked through the rain because in that moment after all, you know, with the fires and everything like that, I have never, ever appreciated rain as much as what I did in that moment, you know. So I wanted to be out in that rain because I appreciated I appreciated what it was doing, you know, for our firefighters, for that area. I just... I just reveled in it and I just enjoyed it. You know, no umbrella, no nothing. I just got out there and I just got satched because sometimes, you know, these are the things that we realise that we really appreciate and we just really need to take that moment to enjoy them. So the other thing I want to have a bit of a chat about with you is creating rituals for your life. So this was a big game changer for me as well, like, Every life, like life is all about moments, but it is up to us to put meaning on those moments. So, you know, a moment is a moment, but it's up to us to to make the moment special. You know, like, and I think sometimes, you know, moments are also, you know, moments become memories as well. So how do we make a moment a memory is that we need to make that moment memorable. So then when we, you know, 20 years down the track, we look back is that we can have a look and, you know, we remember those memorable moments and we go, oh, wow, you know, I, I remember this or I remember that. So and how we kind of do that is sort of embedding it in your mind. I'll use an example of just a few weeks ago we were on holidays down at Victor Harbour and I took my son to the movies um, hubby and his friend had gone out fishing so it was just me and my son we went to the movies it finished quite late but 
we walked home from the movies to our campsite. And during that time, my son, who's now 10, he is a little bit, you know, he's at that point where he was always like, he's always been loving and affectionate and all that sort of stuff. But he's kind of at the time now, he's a bit of a big boy. So he doesn't need to hold your hand or things like, <laughs> like that. So now, you know, in this particular moment, we were walking along and my son just puts his hand in my head and he holds my hand. And not only does he hold my hand, but he holds my hand for at least a kilometer. That was about the distance that we were walking back. So for about 10, 10 minutes, we walked hand in hand until we got back to our campsite. And what I personally did is like, so this has now become a moment, but it hasn't just become a moment to become a memory because I made it memorable. Because in that moment, I stopped and took took it in. You know, sometimes we don't we don't take the moments in. We're just we're too busy waiting to get to the next moment. We're too distracted that we don't know what's happening in this moment. So I remember just walking along and almost as soon as it happened, and I took a deep breath. So I just and I just looked and I thought, wow. And I just took a moment to take stock of what was happening. And now that simple act and just to not just take stock of what was happening, but appreciate what was happening. And, you know, I thought to myself, wow, he doesn't really do this anymore. This is beautiful. Like this is just such a pure moment, you know. So I had those sort of thoughts because I was taking stock of it and sort of analysing it there for a second. And I didn't do this for long. I didn't sit there just analysing it the whole way home. It was just that sort of a minute to take it all in and then continue our walk. You know, now I'm telling that story now, you know, like whereas if I had just been distracted by the moment or didn't really take take a moment to stop to take that in, that's exactly what it would have been. So this is what I'm talking about creating rituals. I know I got on a bit of a tangent then, but so I'm going to bring it back around. So this is why I talk about, you know, about creating rituals so that you make everyday mundane things, you know, that could be mundane things, seem or feel special you know like for me you know like I I have a few a few rituals so a ritual for me is in the morning is I get up um, and pretty much the first thing that I do now is I do do a priming sort of um, oh, I'm just trying to work out how you would describe it so a, a, a priming ritual you know so I so I kind of get up I take some deep breaths I you know, focus on, you know, my body, I th- uh, focus on some things that I'm grateful for. And then I think about healing and celebrating, you know, what I want to happen. And then I think about sort of sharing that sort of energy with people. This is also it's a bit of like a, it's a meditation, but it's a bit of an active meditation. And then I go into visualization about three goals that I want to achieve. You know, so not necessarily three goals I want to achieve today, but just three goals that I want to achieve in general. And I think about them as if I'm in that moment and they're happening right then and there. So that's my first little part of my ritual. And then I'll usually make myself a coffee and I really even make making coffee a ritual because there's little things like I want to remember. I love, you know, one thing I did was I invested in me, you know, with you know with nice coffee so I buy nice coffee beans and so then what happens is I make my coffee in the morning and it's the smell 
and the sound and the taste and I just take a moment to take that all in. It's the same when I go to bed. I have a bit of a ritual. I try and do a little bit of reading, you know, before I go to bed. So I make sure, and this is something that I got from Manifestation Babe, is that I actually now, there's no social media the hour from the hour after I wake up and there's no social media the hour before I go to bed. Yes, I can play games and I can do other things that I do for me and I like to, you know, I'm trying to learn French and stuff on my phone, so that's some stuff I do, but actual social media and emails, I just try to avoid within the first hour um, or the last hour, I should say, as well. But, you know, so bedtime for me, I'll try and read a book. I'll get my son to read with me as well, so he'll sit in bed, he'll read a book, I'll read a book. I don't make him read out loud. It's just that little bit of time together you know, say our good nights, and then from there I do a hypnosis meditation. So it's all a little bit of a ritual. So they're actually things that I really look forward to when I wake up in the morning because I, I wake up in this sort of state of sort of peace and quiet and, you know, work out where it is that I, they, you know, I want to focus my energy on for the day. And then in the evening it's the same thing and it's just nice sort of relaxed. Now my other ritual is Sundays. So Sundays is brunch day. So every Sunday, pretty much without fail, depending on what time soccer is, sometimes it's before soccer, sometimes after, but I make breakfast for my family. And it's, you know, bacon, eggs, hash brown, you know, like a sort of sandwich or a bun or something like that. It's, you know, it's basically like an eggs benny, but with bacon because bacon is good. Um, <laughs> sorry, personal opinion. I know that's not everyone's opinion, but um, so, you know, this is what we do. Like, and this is like every Sunday. So, and everybody's now gotten to know, you know, oh, the Mondays, they, they brunch on Sundays, <laughs> you know, it's because it's really become a thing. And then we do it every weekend, every Sunday, the three of us together. So, you know, so regardless, and then, you know, rest of the time is boring. We're doing housework and stuff like that, usually on a Sunday, because it's the one day that we kind of get together to do all that stuff. But, you know, we've made this one little thing, a ritual, and it's something that we always look forward to every Sunday. We've made that moment special. So I can't, you know, stress enough about doing things in your life just to to make them special, you know, like and, and it could just be anything little that you kind of do out of habit and that you make it, you know, put more meaning on it, make it a tradition, make it something special and just turn it into a ritual. There's a few more things that I really, really want to cover today. So we'll probably head on over to those topics too, I reckon. Like actual had to take a little sort of mid-session <laughs> break there just to get some water and stuff like that. This is honestly, this is a topic that I could just go on and on and on about. And this is because this is something that I've spent the last 12, 12 to 18 months of my life cultivating and things that I realized and wish that I had known so much sooner to just really, you know, adjust my life and make sure that I'm, you know, taking in those moments. And, you know, and I think some of it also, it also had to do with, you know, when we look at COVID and stuff like that, where I actually had to really stop for six months and take evaluation of my life and learn to like the little things. So, you know, I apologize that I, you know, could seem like I'm going a bit into this, but I just really do feel that these are things that can actually just sort of change your life and just, you know, like this is what I'm here. I, I want to, you know, inspire people to to live their best life. I want to teach them the things that I wish I had known. I want to, you know, I don't know, give you some hacks so that, you know, we go along for the ride and that it can just 
encourage you to live the life that you want to live. So we spoke about creating rituals. So the other thing now is I cannot tell you the importance of self-care. Now, everybody's definition of self-care is very different and I'm not here to tell you what your self-care is because, you know, that is completely up to you. You know, you know, if you sit down with yourself, you, you'll actually know what it is that your body needs. And I'm not sitting there and go, oh, self-care is going out to a five-star spa retreat and, you know, you're on a two-star budget. That's not self-care. You know, self-care is working within what it is that your life has at the moment of where you are and, you know, finding ways to provide. And it can be small things. It can be, you know, maybe for you self-care is, you know, getting out in nature, you know, for 10 minutes. I don't know. Maybe it's grounding and standing on the ground barefoot for 15 minutes. You know, it could be anything. It can be taking a bath, you know. Like for me on a Sunday, you know, part of my self-care routine is I usually do some sort of face treatment, you know, shave the legs, do the hair, wash the hair, do do all that sort of stuff, have a bath and just relax and have a soak. These are the sort of things, you know, for me personally, that's what I do with self-care. Sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes it's going to the gym. Sometimes it's getting out of my comfort zone, like doing a dance class like burlesque because, you know, why not? Um, You know, but one of the really important aspects, I think, of self-care and something that somewhere along the lines, our community and our society became a hustle society. You got to hustle, 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 hustle. So it's like it's like we're constantly going 24-7. You know, you've got to go, go, go. You go to work, you come home, you do this, you do that, you do this. It's just go, 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 go. We, we've created um, and we idolize hustle, right? But hustle isn't necessarily, you know, the healthy look. I am, if anybody out there is into like um, human design, I am a manifesting generator. So for me to be doing lots of things constantly, that is kind of me thriving. But one thing that I have probably learned the hard way is about actually taking time out. So whether that is just time out, maybe it's a nap, maybe it is meditating maybe it is just 20 minutes by myself maybe it's an early night um and you know maybe it's just making sure that i'm getting enough sleep um i definitely so for anyone who knows me personally that listens you would know um that i suffer from autoimmune disease so from about 2018 i started getting really um fatigue joint pain you know you name it I had it you know like and it was just a struggle to get by every day and what I realized and again this is something that I learned the hard way and I learned this through the pandemic when I actually was forced to stop is that I was just not taking that time to rest it's not taking you know and sometimes resting is just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix so you know I'm not saying you know, before I was mentioning about distractions, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you need that time. So there's a difference when something is a need and then something is a distraction. So sometimes your body needs time out. It needs to decompress. It needs to recharge. You need to regenerate. And this was a big thing for me. I wasn't taking that time. And I, and I was, you know, that the old saying, oh, you're burning the candle at both ends. I was definitely doing that where I was just go, go, go all the time um, and just, and I think that personally, I think that I can be go-go all the time 
And I think that other people are, you know, definitely wired to be like that. But I also think, you know, like, as I said, as a many gen for me, I can be go, 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 go. But I also need to make sure that I am taking some time to just recuperate and recharge because if I don't recharge and that's when I get burnt out and that's the same with everyone like I just think that we have learned to celebrate and we we're like yeah show your hustle like and we celebrate it and we and we glorify hustle when really you know we don't need to be like that (laughs) there needs to be time there needs to be time for your family there needs to be time for you and, you know, you need to have that time to recharge. So it just, you know, you know, self-care is so underrated, but it is so important. So I do just implore everyone out there who can to make sure that you are doing some self-care. And I'll get into that a little bit more in a moment because, you know, the thing about self-care is that, you know, you should schedule it because it should be important. It should be like um, an appointment. And we'll talk about that shortly anyway. I've already talked about making the moments matter, um, you know, and that came down into creating those rituals and just really, you know, having that sort of, you know, any sort of moment. If you're sitting there with your, you know, best friend out for a cocktail, take a moment to actually sit there and really take that moment in and make that moment matter. Because, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it, it can be hard to catch up with your girlfriends to go out for a cocktail because people are parents and they have different schedules and, and everybody's doing something. So the time that you actually get together, it is actually really special and just making it so that it is special. One thing that you really need to do is that you really need to, especially if you're goal-driven, like I am, me personally, I am quite goal driven, but I also proc- uh, procrastinate quite a lot. So evaluate your time honestly. Whether that means that you need to track your time for a little bit to see where it is that you're actually spending your time, you need to evaluate your time. Um, and and honestly, like you can't just go, oh yeah, you know. Like I know that I can be very good. I'm like, I'm very busy. You know, I'm at uni and I am at work six days a week. Okay, yeah, that that that's true. However, you know, I know that there's sometimes, you know, when I'm not achieving my goal, it's usually because after work or after uni I'm coming home and I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix or, you know, or I'm making excuses like, oh, I'm too busy to go to the gym today. Well, Are you really or is it that you just didn't want to get out of bed this morning to go to the gym? You know, sometimes we need to have very honest and frank conversations with yourself um, because sometimes you're just being a dick, right? Right? You know, like I I know for me, you know, like sometimes I'm like, oh, I I don't have time to go to the gym today. Bullshit. It's bullshit. It's an hour of my day. And, you know, for me, like the gym, that's me time. That's just just me. No one else, nothing, just me. It's time where I – and I know, that, you know, and I know how I feel after the gym. I feel strong. I feel energetic. I can take on the day. Like it, it makes me feel so good. So, you know, that moment in the morning, you know, I just didn't want to get out of bed. It's bullshit. So <laughs> this is why I'm talking about like evaluating your time honestly and look at where you spend your time. You know, like, yes, there is time where you need to rest and there's time that you need to self-care. But, you know, if you're spending, you know, two hours scrolling through social media, you know, is that 
self-care or downtime or is that just the distraction? You know, maybe maybe 15 minutes is enough scrolling through your social media just for a bit of a wind down, maybe, maybe half an hour and then maybe the other hour, an hour and a half, you could be spending doing something that's a little bit more worthwhile. Maybe you could spend that time with your family. Maybe you could spend that time working on your business. Maybe you could spend that time, you know, doing something that's going to grow yourself as a human being. So, you know, this is where we talk about really evaluating that time, being honest, don't bullshit yourself, like do not glorify being busy because there's a difference between being busy and, you know, finding time to do the things that are important to you. So just I'm going to leave on that that note there for when we're talking about time. Now, I mentioned this before. It's about scheduling it as well. You know, I'm old school. I have a diary, a physical written diary. So I sit there and I, and I, and I schedule things in that diary and I schedule things for myself. So when I've got to work, I schedule in my gym appointments. So when I'm going to the gym, I schedule that time out so that I actually know that I'm not busy at that time to be able to do that. I schedule when I'm going to try and do a podcast. I, you know, it's schedule when I'm going to do homework. You know, my husband thinks it's hilarious. Like, and he actually gives me like, a bit of flack because I schedule everything, you know, but if I don't schedule everything at the same time, it's kind of when things go awry and we don't get shit done that we want to get done. All right. So just, you know, I cannot, you know, if there's things that are important to you, so like, you know, say you want to grow a business or you want to go to uni or I don't know, just it could be anything. Just make sure you're scheduling it. You know, you want to go out for the drinks or, you know, drinks with the girls, schedule it, right, and make it like it's a date, like it's an appointment that you cannot miss because when you start doing that, then you're making the time to get everything done that you want to get done. You can go out with your friends. You can see your family. You can get your exercise done. Whatever is important to you, schedule it. And no excuse, no bullshit, schedule it too. Not like, oh, I'll put it in my diary, but I'm not actually going to do it. No, 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 no. Think of this like it's a doctor's appointment. Think of this as like it's like, I don't know, a mortgage appointment that you have to be at. Schedule it. Schedule it. If it is a priority in your life, schedule it. All right. I also want to have a quick talk about, you know, setting goals and then actually sort of manifesting them as well. So, being specific about what it is that you want to achieve. So for me personally, for this year, I have sort of three main goals. And then from those main goals, there is sub goals. So, you know, if I achieve the main goal, then it's also going to tick off da, 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 right? So, you know, like it's about setting goals and setting attentions because it's, it's like being on a ship. If you don't set the direction that you're going in, you're just not going to go anywhere. You're just going to go around in circles. You know, like, yes, you want to enjoy the journey, but at the same time too, you kind of, you know, need to set a bit of a course of where you're going so that you can enjoy the journey on the way. Otherwise, you know, you don't know where you end up. You don't know where you'll be. And, you know, you you get 60 years old and you're like, well, shit, this is not the idea I had for my life. Or, you know, you start looking back with regret and you definitely do not want to do that. Um, you also don't want to bog yourself too much down, like in too many goals either though, you know, how many people make New Year's resolutions and how many people don't see those through? 
And how many people are like, well, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this and this is this is what I want for this year. But then they don't, they said that they've wanted so many things, but then they don't take the time to actually come up with a bit of a game plan of how they're going to get these. So less, in this case, less is more. Less is more. So for me, I've said three, and you know, you could set these goals in anything that you want in your life. I've set a goal for myself for business. I've set a goal for myself for finances. And I've set a goal for myself for my body because they're the things that need work at the moment. You know, if I take evaluation of all the different sort of things in my life right now, you know, they're the things that need the work. They're what needs the focus and they're what need the energy. Right. And then going out, you know, I don't know. I want to say man, like then going out and manifesting these goals, but then I feel like I'm going to have to come. I feel like I'm going to have to come and do an episode on manifestation anyway, because, you know, I'm going to say this. And if you, this is like manifestation is not something that you know about or have done, you're kind of going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Right. So, you know, um, you know, manifestation is, and I'm going to take this from it's from Manifestation Babe or Catherine Zankina, who I absolutely love. It will also link her in here so that you can see her podcast and everything as well. But basically, you know, manifestation is, you know, the process of an idea that you have. You know, like it's kind of like, you know, when your imagination, when you kind of daydream, you go, oh, I would like, you know, I'd like to buy a house. I say that because that's one of my manifestations at the moment. So you have this idea of the house and the type of house that you want to buy and when you want to buy, and then it is that process from that thought to it actually becoming into your reality. That is what manifestation is, and there's so many different things and and what you can do, and it's definitely about, you know, being in the right mindset to achieve these things so that you're in the right, you know, vibration. And this is that, you know, what I said before, you know, energy flows where focus goes. So if you're focused on your dreams and your desires and what you can do to make those happen, you know, and then your energy is flowing there, it raises your vibration, you're in the same vibration with what it is that you want to achieve, this is in in turn manifestation. We're going to come back to that and I'm going to do, do an episode on that, I think, because I feel that, you know, it really does need something. But if you do need some, you know, in between when I record that and you want to find a little bit about manifestation, get out there and have a bit of a look. As I said, Catherine Zankina, Manifestation Babe, she's fantastic to have a look at that stuff um, and really sort of, you know, a great way to introduce you to that sort of stuff. Tony Robbins uses, I guess, he doesn't use that word per se, but a lot of what he talks about is based on that stuff, Um, you know, and NLP and things like that. So there are a couple of other people as well. You know, if you you want to get right out there, there's people like Abraham Hicks and stuff like that. That's probably next level. Um, You'd probably want to ease into that in my opinion. But, hey, if not, go for it. Um, I think we will come back and do a bit of a – an episode on that, though, I think is going to be the best option there. So last two things that I'm going to, you know, sort of talk about, and this is what we're talking about, the whole sort of environment, you know, like we're cultivating a whole environment so that you can thrive. This is the whole point of this podcast, um, of this episode, is, is to talk about that. So we are, you know, now I'm going to talk about outsourcing, right? And this comes a little bit, I probably should have put outsourcing when I talked about 
things about cutting out what drains away your energy. So if you, sometimes this is not possible, but sometimes there always is some sort of possibility. You've just got to kind of look in a different sort of way is outsourcing the things that you freaking hate in this world, right? So my hubby and I did it recently. We outsourced our gardening. We hate gardening. We, in a house that we have at the moment as well, you know, like the house that we're in is a rental. We're getting ready to buy and it's just one of those gardens you just can't do anything with and, you know, when it's not your property, you can't do any sort of landscaping or anything either and it's just a bit of a nightmare. So we actually outsourced um, our gardening because otherwise we would spend, you know, quite a few hours a day like on the weekend. So, you know, like I mentioned before, I kind of do these six days a week a lot of the time, it's not going to be six days a week this year. It's only going to be five. Thank God for that. But previously it was six days a week. So, you know, I work on Saturdays. So Sundays was our only time together as a family and we would be spending that out in the garden doing something that we absolutely hated. So guess what? We outsourced it. <laughs> we found someone else that could do it for the price in which we could afford for them to do that as well because, you know what, and that clears up our time on the weekend. We don't have to worry about that. We spend hours out there in the garden. Guess what? We can spend hours doing stuff together. We can spend hours going, you know, my hubby's out playing golf at the moment. We can go play tennis. We can go do something where, you know, like in last weekend, you know, we were at a family birthday, you know, it just allows us the time to actually do more meaningful things, right? And when we're outsourcing, you know, maybe that is outsourcing some of your child duties you know maybe you're a mom and maybe for an hour a week you might outsource your child (laughs) to your mother-in-law or somebody who's willing to help so that you can have an hour to yourself to achieve something you know like I, I think that sometimes we get a little bogged down in oh we've got to do it all we have got to do it all we're going to be superwoman we're going to be superman we're going to be super whatever and we've just got to do it all no remember last episode it takes a village So learn to rely on your village to outsource some things. You know, do you know what the next thing that I'm going to be outsourcing when I have a little bit more of an income coming in? Yeah, you guessed it, my housework. And guess what? I don't feel no shame about that. I'm not going to live into this expectation that real women do the housework and they do this and they do that. Oh, bullshit. You know, (laughs) the hour and a half that I spent doing the housework, I could be spending on my business actually making money. Or maybe that's an hour and a half that I spend with my son making memories and going to the zoo or something or spending, you know, going out on a date with my husband, you know, and actually cherishing those relationships with me. Maybe it's going to see my family. Maybe it's having a picnic. Maybe it's having a dinner party. Maybe it's something, but it saves me an hour to, you know, and it comes to as well, especially on a business sense too, you don't have to do it all. All right, repeat after me. I do not have to do it all, right? Work out what it is that you're actually really good at. Focus on those, do those, the things that you're not the best at and you don't, you know, you don't necessarily have the time to invest in in getting better at those things, then maybe you outsource them. Like there's going to be things within my business that I definitely outsource. You know, the things that I'm not good at, you know, like I know that I'm going to need a website. Guess what? I ain't building it. I thought about it before. I am not building that website. I will employ someone to build my website, to do what it is that they are best at, to present my business the best, right? So 
outsourcing and don't be ashamed to outsource because that's a huge thing as well. People get so ashamed that they can't do something. No, we ain't about that. Like we're looking to thrive, babies. We're looking to thrive. So we got to outsource. We got to outsource. Now, the very last topic I'm going to talk about today within this cultivating your best environment is about finding your tribe. Now, your tribe is different to your village. So your village is your day-to-day people that just help you sort of love and grow and, you know, they, they're usually your family and, and those sort of people. That is your, that's your village. Your tribe is different. And me personally, and I will share this along the way, I am looking for my tribe. Like I have my best friend, but I don't have a tribe, you know, and a tribe are these surrounding yourself with like-minded people who celebrate your successes, who back you, who challenge you, who love you, who are your biggest cheerleaders in life, right? They're the ones that you can go out with and have a drink. They're the ones that you can go um, sit down and talk business with. You need to find a tribe. This is, you know, for me last year, I, I, you know, it really occurred to me that I didn't have a tribe. You know, I have a, I have a couple of friends here and there, and then I have friends from this, and I have a lot of male friends, but I don't have a tribe who is sitting there pushing me to succeed, pushing me to be better than what I am now. People who I can talk to, people who understand me. So you, you need to go out and find this tribe. They exist out there but you need to find them. And I had to do a lot of work personally because I know that I had some blocks about that, especially about having female friends. You know, you know, we have to get to a point where we realise that we're not each other's competition. Um, when we're not competition. We are here to support each other. And I think that, you know, we were conditioned for so long not to be that way is that, you know, we were, we were each other's competition. We're bringing each other down. And I had a lot of experiences with other women doing that to me that, you know, I didn't feel, you know, that's why I don't have a tribe now. But, you know, working through those and realizing I really want to have a tribe. I want a lady tribe. I want, you know, a tribe of girls that we go away for a girls weekend every now and then. I want girls that I sit down around the table and we talk business we talk about dominating the world, taking over our worlds, whatever it may be. I want, you know, women who are entrepreneurial. I want, you know, women who are going to push me to be better than what I am right now. So, you know, I really do implore anyone out there, go find your tribe. And it's different. It's harder finding friends as an adult and it's different finding a tribe because a tribe's not just, you know, oh, we're in the same Oh, we work together. We wrestle together. We do this together. So we're, we're friends now. No, going out and finding a tribe is so purposeful. Like, yes, I feel that these people will come along in your lives because, you know, the universe will kind of make that happen. But you need to put yourself in different situations and, and be open to finding these women. So that's what I'm going to finish up on today is find your tribe. And, hey, maybe – I'm meant to be in your tribe or maybe you're meant to be part of my tribe. So if you think that's the case, seriously, send me a DM, right? Slide in my DMs. Let's connect. If you've got some business ideas, I want to support your business. If you, you know, if you just are sort of like-minded and and think that you can have it all as well, then you're my people. So slide into my DMs. Let's, you know, let's connect. Let's build a tribe and let's do this together.
Thank you so much for joining in to me today. Oh, my God. I just rambled and rambled and rambled. I had so much to say, and now you can see why I could not fit that in last episode. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm loving doing this podcast. It's just really just filling me up from the inside out. So thank you so much for joining me today. If you really, really want to connect, the best place to do that for me is on Instagram. So that's at queencreations underscore AU. And yeah, as I said, slide in my DMs. Let's build a tribe. (laughs) Have a great day. See you later. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Queen Creations Radio. If you're interested in joining the Queenhood, make sure you subscribe. Follow us on socials, including Instagram at queencreations underscore au. And if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Look forward to chatting next time. Bye.